truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. final judgment today in this passage before us. I would invite you to follow along your bulletin on the screen behind me. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, and he will sit down on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them one from another, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to all those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Well, as this illustrates here before us today, Judgment Day is going to begin with a great division. 
our good shepherd will divide the sheep from the goats. Or as my mom used to say, the saints from the ants. Those on the right hand are on the favored hand of God, the hand of inheritance. And they will be allowed entrance into his kingdom, while those on his left side will be cast off forever. In Jesus' day, shepherds moved sheep and goats together, but they always separated them when it came time to sleep and feed. The sheep, as we know, are docile and meek. They will go to the right side, the right side, the right hand of favor and inheritance. The goats, however, are defiant and rambunctious. They will go to his left side. This paints a picture, my friends, of believers and non-believers on the final day. The big surprise that day will be that many who thought they did well in this life will find out they failed. And many who thought they didn't measure up will find out they were living right after all. I believe this morning in this very rich passage before us, we can learn three very important lessons in this convicting passage. Our first lesson before us in this judgment passage is that we will be judged in this life, we will be judged in this life by simple acts of love and kindness. And if you think about it, that's quite profound. Christ our King grants entrance into his kingdom not by denomination, not by fame or fortune, not by great achievements, or a long list of credentials read in an obituary, or a long epitaph etched in a piece of marble. No, my friends, our entrance into the kingdom will be based on how loving and kind we've been on this side, displayed and modeled by simple acts of mercy like feeding the hungry, visiting the estranged or those who are shut in, by providing basic provisions to the needy. These manifested acts of kindness should exist in the life of the blessed that we hear described in this passage today. And Jesus clearly listed those basic needs for us in these verses in 35 and 36. He said, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. I want you to take notice right here that we don't need any kind of special skills or certifications or degrees to provide these loving acts. And we don't need any special opportunity or invitation. This broken world, friends, is full of lonely, hurting people, probably more right now than ever, isolated in social separation, people craving simple acts of love and kindness, human touch. And if we can't provide that, we can call. Who would have ever thought that such simple acts of love could carry so much weight on the final judgment? Who would have ever thought that we would be judged on the last day for what we often view as slight oversights? When we think about 
the divine judgment. We often tend to think of life-altering events. But according to Jesus, Christ our King, judgment comes every single day in commonplace things that we do or don't do. Man's piety, religiosity, or theological understanding won't count for much in the end. Jesus says here the main business that we are in as disciples is the business of love and kindness. That it's by those that he will view our lives. Ignore the law of love and kindness. And we end up in a goat's pen. There are a lot of things this broken world could certainly use today. But love and kindness, my friends, is certainly at the very top of that list. The fact is, when you're kind to someone, you're not only helping them, you're actually helping yourself. Statistics have proven that being kind to others makes you and those around you a happier person. A study conducted at the University of California had students perform daily acts of kindness for six weeks. And at the end of this study, the student's level of happiness had more than doubled. Being kind to others has a profoundly positive effect on our personal happiness and well-being. The truth is, friends, and the older you get, the more you will see this. The secret is, the secret to our joy and happiness in this life is truly found in serving Christ our King by serving others. Or as I once heard said, living for we means a happier, healthy me. Once again, ignore the law of love and kindness, and we end up in a goat's pen. Our second important lesson in this passage today reveals that we are to see everyone as though he or she is Jesus Christ himself. Notice how the righteous here, notice how the righteous, the blessed, will inherit the kingdom and how they responded in verse 37. Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink? When do we see you a stranger and welcome you? Naked and clothed, and when do we see you sick or in prison and busy? And then in verse 40, Jesus Christ, our King, who up to this moment in Scripture had always referred to himself as the Son of Man, refers for the first time to himself as the King. The King saying, Truly I say to you, as you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. This verse here, friends, clearly reveals that we are to view everyone as he or she is Jesus. The great Saint Francis of Assisi, that we have so venerated in the church for centuries, grew up detesting the sight of people with leprosy. He went out of his way to avoid it. But one day while riding his horse in the countryside, Francis saw a man with leprosy. As usual, he attempted to look away, but on this day he was drawn to take a second look. And he gazed at the man's face, and it is said that he saw the face of Jesus. 
Francis was forever changed after that encounter. He lived after that moment with people who had leprosy. He fed them, washed them, bandaged their sores, and gently cared for them. Dear friends, we do not want to be in the goat pen with those who are saying at the end, but Master, had I known it was you, I would have responded differently. If the innkeeper at Bethlehem had known that Mary was carrying the Messiah in her womb, he probably would have responded a little differently. If the Jewish leaders had known it was God in the flesh that they were arresting in the Garden of Gethsemane, they would have responded differently. If Jesus lives in our hearts, kindness is rooted in your heart. And that's where it lives. And when it lives within us, it should flow from out of us because that is how we love God. If we act kindly just to get to heaven, our motivation is selfish and not of God. On the last day, many will say, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. And we cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. And the Lord will say, Depart from me, you who work iniquity. I never knew you. Friends, love and kindness. Love and kindness is to be lived out in the life of every true disciple and believer. It's always manifest righteousness that marks the true believer. It's always the product of the life that demonstrates the reality of the life. It's what James 2 says and means. Faith without works is what? Dead. Ignore the law of love and kindness. And we end up in the goat's pen. Sometimes people have thought that this was a passage that showed salvation by works. That's not the case. The truth is, works should be manifest in kindness in the life of every disciple. Our final lesson from this passage clearly reveals that we're not only judged on the bad that we do, but the good that we fail to do. We're not only judged on the bad things that we do on this side, but the good that we fail to do. Notice the judgment of the goats on the left in verses 41 through 43. Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. Thirsty, you gave me no drink. A stranger, you did not welcome me. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. How often in this life we think that God measures things in a different way than he really does. We tend to often think, well, if I can just keep away from those major sins and failures, I'll be okay. Or if I can just stay ahead of others on the moral curve, I'll be okay. If I can just accomplish this, 
And then you can fill in the blank. Or if I can only be forgiven for that, then I'll be okay. And then on the final day, the good shepherd will allow me into his kingdom. The truth is, friends, there is no sin, no matter how big or how bad, that the blood of Jesus Christ didn't cover on the cross of Calvary. These verses today weren't talking about the sin of doing, but the sin of not doing. It's not only what we do that results in our damnation. No, it's also what we fail to do in this life. You remember the parable earlier in this discourse. This is the Olivet Discourse. It covers up two full chapters, 24 and 5, before Jesus goes to the garden. You remember in the parable of the bridesmaids who didn't have their oil for their lamps and they were shut out? The last week's parable about the one talent servant who buried his master's talent in the ground and was cast out. It wasn't that the foolish bridesmaids or the one talent servant and what they had done. The virgins weren't vile, they were just negligent. And the servant wasn't immoral, he just did nothing. Friends, people are damned by what they don't do. And what they don't do is believe in Christ the King and trust and obey in this life and try to model a life of true discipleship. It's the absence of righteousness. It's the absence of the love of God that comes through faith in Christ. It's the absence of deeds of love and kindness which demonstrate righteousness and fully demonstrate God's love in this broken world which is desperately starving for Christ our King today. Come, sweet Jesus. Jesus makes it crystal clear that the goats on his left were kept out of the kingdom not for what they did, but what they failed to do. In the church, it wasn't sins of commission, but sins of omission. Christ our King said, love one another, just as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Friends, we are to look upon everyone as though they are Jesus. And as his disciples, his redeemed children, the blessed, we are to faithfully serve and minister his unconditional love and kindness in that world out there. It's by that criteria Christ our cream will one day judge our lives. In conclusion this morning, remember these three lessons in this judgment passage. Christ our King judges us on simple acts of love and kindness. We must view everyone as he or she is Christ our King. We're not only judged for the bad that we do, but for the good that we fail to do. Our calling as true disciples is quite simply, my friends, to love and serve God daily. When we do that, it tells us today, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. As you did to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did for me.
We're going to close today with a short video which beautifully illustrates today's judgment message. As you listen, please follow along with this story. desire to glorify you as faithful servants. 
committed to kindness to all we encounter each and every day. May the prayer of our hearts always be, make us servants today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.